Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you worship team for these wonderful days of lockdown seem to be upon us but we're able to worship and praise God. God is a faithful God and it's so good you could join us at least the worship team. Hallelujah and the tech team of course. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for the effort that's going into all of this just to obey the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise you Lord Jesus. He's a faithful God. However, we thank God right now for his word and his spirit. He's a good God, loving heavenly Father. To all of you who've joined us uh, online there, I'm so glad you could be with us today. We have uh, Brother John Wesley with us, and um, he'll help us with our Canada translation. Thank you, Jesus. We just passed the period of uh, uh, the Easter, the Resurrection Sunday, and the Good Friday, and all of that, but we still have thoughts to ponder on throughout our Christian life along these lines, because this is what he did for us. And we continue to remember in the past tense what has already happened for us and is a reality for us in the present tense. Hallelujah. Sometimes you must remember that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever and brush up on your tenses, therefore, and act on things that have happened already as though they are reality right now. Amen. And so some things that you are Hoping for must be kept in the realm of hope, such as our soon uh, going home. The Lord is coming to take us home. That is the blessed hope, the purifying hope. And that's going to happen one of these days. But we thank God for what is a present tense reality, that which we must enjoy today. Praise God. I'm going to read, therefore, from 1 Corinthians 15. And I read... In the King James Version, there are many other great versions to read from, but make sure you get maximum light and understanding from these verses. Notice in verse 3, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Hallelujah. Notice that he is reporting something that he has also received. We are all receiving. The first-hand revealer is God himself, the Holy Spirit. And so we thank God for everything we receive. Hallelujah. Notice, therefore, verse 3 says, I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Notice the emphasis on the scriptures there and how we are receiving things. Uh, We are not the originator. We are the receivers of these things. Hallelujah. So the way we receive, the way we, the attitude and uh, reverence and all are very powerful. Praise God. Let's hear verse 3 in Canada if we can. (laughs) Nimage Tilisidene, Aden Andre, Dharmashasadali, Tilisirova Prakara, Kristanu Nama Papagala Nivarene Gage, Satanu, Hunal Patanu Embadagi. 
It's very interesting to note there that the disciples who walked with him for at least three years did not know why he would be actually hanging on a cross. <laughs> they did not understand that he was going to be taking their sins and our sins. Hallelujah. So to them also, these things uh, were a revelation. Even though they saw him and lived with him, they did not have revelation. They did not have the understanding given by the Spirit of God. They were living in the sense realm, basically. Hallelujah. So it is possible that even if you were there, walking with them, living with them, you probably would not have understood what he really came to do. So the Spirit of God had to unveil to us who never walked with him, who never lived with him, who were totally on a different part of the world, another continent, and so forth, what was actually going on, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. So today our authority is in the Scriptures and that he died for our sins according to the scripture. So if there's anybody you want to blame or um, you know, hold responsible, you could say the author of these scriptures. <laughs> Hallelujah. According to the scriptures. And notice that Paul also says that that was his authority, the scriptures. Amen. Praise the Lord. Verse 4 continues that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. He was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Again, the authority is according to the scriptures. That he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Hallelujah. No other authority has been given to us to believe in these things but the scriptures. So this is written to people who would like to believe and who are already believers. And he was buried and rose again according to the authority of the scriptures. Praise God. Maybe we can hear that also, Brother John. Thank you. And that he was seen of Kephas. Uh, Praise God for that. That's also Peter's name. Then of the twelve. After that he was seen above five hundred brethren at once. Of whom the greater part remain unto this present. But none of, uh, some of them are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James. Then of all the apostles. And last of all he was seen of me also. As one born out of due time. So notice here that he says. Paul also saw him. After his resurrection, but as one born out of due time, or not among the original twelve, or eventually eleven there. But I know, as you study your word and scripture, you understand he was the twelfth one that God chose. Not man's choice, but God's own choice. He continues, verse 9, For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Hallelujah. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and so on and so forth. Can I have maybe one fan switched off? I'm, I'm getting a little bit of dust action here. In case I sneeze and people get the wrong idea. It won't come through the TV, but still. 
or through the net, but still, you know, you may get scared to listen to what I'm saying. Thank you. Praise God. So our authorities, the scriptures, and Paul eventually said, I met him also. I met him um, as one born out of time or one that was not among the original. But notice even James, the Lord's brother, one of the apostles, he had to appear to them after. We have all of these wonderful reports. So let's just say that the disciples, the apostles, all of them had more of a natural uh, sense knowledge of the Lord Jesus. So it was only afterwards that the Spirit of God was going to unveil the actual work that Jesus did uh, behind the scenes. That's why it's also possible for us to not be under condemnation uh, for not walking with him there among the twelve. Because even though they walked with him and they gratified their senses and their emotions, they still did not believe when he rose from the dead. So you can see that the main uh, culprit here is the senses. And we are learning how to not trust in the senses. Because the senses are not going to actually give you anything positive. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But God wants you to enjoy living in the body, enjoy, you know, the sense and the sense realm, in quotes, the sensual realm also. Praise God. And thank God for that beauty that God created in Jesus' name. And we are enjoying today. Hallelujah. Paul said in Philippians 3.3, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Hallelujah. Praise God. So with this new creation, we also have a circumcision which is uh, not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, the new birth. And with that new birth experience, we have also a choice to not put any confidence in the senses or the flesh realm. Hallelujah. So you don't have to put confidence in the flesh. Hallelujah. Notice that. No confidence in the flesh. Praise God. This is kind of opposite because the first things that are going to come to you are going to come through the flesh. The first feelings, the first emotions are all going to come to the flesh. And the vote must be no confidence. Hallelujah. That's not real enough for you to put confidence in. Amen. Praise God. So notice uh, the whole thing we're dealing with here has no affirmation in the flesh. Praise God. <laughs> Interesting. Let's hear verse 3 of Philippians 3 also in Canada. Amen. We are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit. Notice that. So here we are now uh, focusing in the spirit realm, focusing on God 
And you have to say, I put no confidence in the flesh. Amen? What an interesting life it's going to be. Where you put no confidence in the flesh. Hallelujah. Where you learn to tune in to the spirit and to worshipping of God in the spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that's the challenge that we face, which anyone would have faced, including Paul. Notice that. To be able to put confidence in the spirit rather than in the flesh, in the emotions, in the sense realm. Hallelujah. Thank God that we are not alone in this. The spirit of God has written this to us. Paul himself went through these things. So we are not alone. Praise God. Hallelujah. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Praise God. Notice the rejoicing in Christ Jesus. Amen. So if you tuned into your flesh and your senses, you may not have any reason to rejoice. In fact, you may have reason to cry and reason to complain. But thank God, we who are setting our hearts on God and tuning into the things of the Spirit, we can rejoice. Amen. We can rejoice in Christ Jesus. Amen. So there is a place called in Christ Jesus. And all of these realities are because we are living in a time after the Lord rose again and turned all authority in heaven and earth to us and gave us a place that was available known as in Him. Praise God. These are truths that are amazing and powerful. Verse 4 continues, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Praise God. So we're talking here about somebody who's saying, if there's anyone out there who thinks they can trust in their flesh, then Paul was greater than any other in that area. Praise God. That's quite a statement. That's quite a loud boast. That's uh, plenty. Hallelujah. He says, if there's anybody out there who thinks they can boast about what they are in the flesh, he said he is bigger than all of that. He is greater than all of that. That's quite a big statement. Amen. Paul must be either a raving lunatic or he must be telling us the absolute truth. What do you think? Hallelujah. So it's up for grabs. Anybody can boast about how much they were in the flesh. Praise God. But Paul said he was uh, much more than them. And then he lists out a credential, circumcised the earth day, I mean, eighth day of the stock of Israel, tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But, notice that word, but. After that great list of amazing things he said, Notice that you and I did not even feature there. It was about the Jewish people, Hebrew of Hebrews, tribe of Benjamin. None of us came into that department at all. Hallelujah. So if you want to boast, you have to start your boasting because you are born a Jew, a Hebrew. You have to boast about which tribe among the Hebrews. Amen. You have to know your stock. You have to know your pedigree. And then boast. So everybody else is not even mentioned here. In the Bible, we are declared as no people. We are not a people. Isn't that interesting? 
Hallelujah. We who were not a people have become the people. Have become the chosen. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is true that there were certain uh, nations and tribes that God began with and started with. There's no argument about it. And so they were in quote high and mighty and up there. Praise God. There was. It's a fact. And therefore even naturally speaking they are very persecuted people. Uh, They are famous for their persecution and they are being treated badly. The Jews are suffering even till this moment. Praise God. Because they claim exclusivity and a special breed and all of that stuff. It's the truth. Hallelujah. So we are spared some of that trouble because we are not from that pedigree, from that background. You are not a Jew, so praise God. But still, hallelujah, every nation is involved in fighting over some boundary or the other. I was talking with a friend by um, WhatsApp the other day, uh, just comparing notes, and they talked about a certain tribe called the Konshisha, the Konshisha tribe of Benue State, Nigeria. You know how the Konshisha tribe is fighting against another tribe by the side. Amen. I'm familiar with the Konshisha because I was in Benue State also, you know. <laughs> how about that? Meanwhile, for most of us, Konshisha is like, what? Kon? Kion? Kion? Konshisha? What is Konshisha? And they're fighting basically with the tribe that's just across the, the road there. I mean, so like Jesus said, there will be nations fighting against nations. Ethnic groups against ethnic groups. It is just the way of the fallen man. Hallelujah. So all of that pointing to some fleshly divisions and fights and so on. Praise God. There must be something that unifies us, but it comes only from the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So Paul said, I had all this pedigree. I had all this background. I had all this natural qualification some of which which was pretty dark, persecuting the church. He was the the one who killed the first martyr of the New Testament church. Stephen was murdered by the permission of this man. Stephen's clothes were put at his feet while he was being stoned. So he had all of these wonderful qualifications. That was his qualification, that I was so qualified that I could actually kill a Christian in the name of God. So there are nations like that that are qualified like that. If you kill Christians, you are very qualified. Even today. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you kill certain tribes, you are very qualified. Hallelujah. Notice how dark all that is. And so our senses are just opposite to what God thinks and how God thinks. Aren't you glad that you are delivered from all that? That you don't have to prove anything by killing somebody else? All these things came from the flesh. Hallelujah. So maybe we can just hear um, all these fleshly qualifications are so dark. Hallelujah. <laughs> maybe we can hear verse 6 also in Canada in addition to the list of qualifications there concerning zeal persecuting the church Touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Matastakti anno nodidare nano kreista sabaya himsakano dharma shastadali heliruva niti anno nodidare nano nirdoshi. Amen. After killing people, he was still as touching the law, blameless. 
Praise God. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. He was blameless as touching the law. He was not sinless, but he was blameless. Hallelujah. So they could have, you know, somebody killed for the sake of um, the law and not recognize anything wrong. Praise God. Jesus was crucified according to the law. That he was a blasphemer. That he claimed to be God. Meanwhile, he was just a man. That was his charge. So, according to them, they were blameless. Hallelujah. But you and I know that that man committed no sin. Amen. He simply called himself what he was. Amen. He said, I and the Father are one. You'll find that in John 10. Let's read that. Praise God. John 10. It's good to see that. Because sometimes people who are not very well informed about the Bible, they say Jesus never said he was God. But this is the verse that proves it. Verse 30. I and my Father are one. The next thing says, the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed unto you from my Father. For which of these works or those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, because that thou being a man, notice, makest thyself God. So it's very clear why they stoned him. It is very clear what his fault was in their eyes. That he said, you are God. What? How can you being a man say that you are God? Amen? Maybe we can hear verse 30 and 30, um, 31 also in Canada. I'm sorry, 31 and 32 in Canada. Nanu matu nana tandeyo undagi deve endenu. Aga Yehudyaru atananno kollabe kendo tirigi kallugalanno tegedu kondoru. Yesu avrige nana tande inda neka ulle karyagalanno nimage thorisiddene. Avugalanno yava kriyegala nimitta niu nanna mele kalleyese bekiddere endu keledanu. Hallelujah. So all these things are just to give you more emphasis on the fact that you cannot really trust in the flesh. Praise God. Don't put any confidence in the flesh. The flesh is going to tell you that everything's all right, you're doing good. Meanwhile, you're going in the opposite direction, going against God Himself. I mean, they were justified in what they were doing, blameless according to the law. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. But the Spirit of God had a different story. And those who tuned into the Spirit, they saw the difference. Amen. So, back in Philippians, we see in the third chapter. He has come to this point in verse 7. But what things were gain to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So after all that great, you know, rendition of his great qualifications in the flesh, he said, but what things I counted gain, notice, they I count as loss for Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Then he continues. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. 
He said, after evaluating and evaluating, I came to this conclusion. Everything that I have achieved in the natural realm, I just consider it as dung or refuse or trash. Hallelujah. For the excellency of the knowledge, notice that, of Christ Jesus my Lord. This man who was killing people in the name of Jesus is now saying, Jesus is my Lord. And the decision I have made is everything else is done for the excellency of the knowledge of this Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear verse 8 also in Canada. Iste allade, nanna kartanade Krista Yesu minaliruvude ati shreshta vadadinde tilidu nanu ellavannu nashtavendenisuttene. Aathana nimitha nanu ellavannu kalidukondu avugalannu kasavanendenisuttene. Praise God. Hmm. Well, well, well. And here we are, almost 2,000 years later. Everything is Greek to us, you know. Thank God for translations, but it's all Greek to us. Amen? We don't know Jesus in the flesh. We don't know Paul in the flesh. We don't know maybe even Jerusalem in the flesh. Some of you have gone there, walked there, took the sand of it, put it in a bottle and brought it home. But I haven't gone there either. You know, I just know about the Konshisha tribe, you know, on the other side. Hallelujah. You may know some other tribes too. Glory to God. But here we go. We get something interesting. I have made Jesus my Lord. Amen. And Paul said, for the excellency of the knowledge of this Lord, he had to weigh things, count things, and then finally he just wrote them off in his ledger of accounting that everything else was just dumb. That's personal. That was his record. My record may be different. Your record might be different. Everybody has a choice to make their records. Amen. Praise God. So that's what it's all about. How we value Christ and his knowledge compared to all of these natural things that you and I have. Amen. And that choice is very personal and is very legitimate and it is normal. How many of you were tuned into the fasting and prayer uh, mode there the other day? And it was kind of interesting what we ended up talking about. And uh, I think those many minutes were enough because it was poignant, to say the least. It was powerful. Amen? The spelling of the word P-O-I-G-N-A-N-T to be pronounced is not poignant, it's poignant. Isn't that interesting? Why are you talking so much English? Well, it's a good question. It's the only language I really know. And even that I don't know too well. Hallelujah. But it was quite heavy. Everything about that uh, message was slightly different. And I begin to see that it has something to do with the days in which we live. Hallelujah. He says that even the legal and the natural and the things that are legitimate, we may have to look at personally, not using somebody else as a reference per se, but to look personally and weigh them against our uh, value for the Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. We had touched something about all things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Amen. Uh, there we may have to wonder about the meaning of the word edify. What do you mean? All things don't edify. What kind of edify are you talking about? Amen. 
Everything does not edify. What kind of edification are you talking about? So those kind of thoughts were where we came from on the fasting and prayer. So maybe this month we'll have some of that things stuck in there somewhere, you know, like a little uh, mine on the field there. Boom, it'll just blow up. So today maybe that's why we're talking a little bit about how he counted everything as dung for the excellency of the knowledge. <laughs> Makes me laugh a little bit. You know why? I just remembered. Noah is basically just wasting his time building an ark. And people are passing by and observing him and they're wondering, what's wrong with this guy? And he's like, it's going to rain and it's going to flood and you guys better believe it. It's going to happen. And it has never rained on the earth that time, ever. It was just moisture. Praise God. So they're like, rain. But then I guess some guy would stop now and then and really look at him and consider him. Wow. And then his family is also there. And eight of them are very, very seriously sold out into this matter. And they'll be thinking, wow, this guy is serious. And then guess what? One day it rained. And one day it flooded. And one day the whole earth was wiped out. Praise God. And only one family was kept. In the book of Hebrews, in the 11th chapter, what he says there is that one man's faith condemned the whole world. That by his faith, he condemned the whole world. Therefore, if one man can believe it, then in God's eyes, anybody can believe it. Hallelujah. That's the way God sees it. If one man can believe, then... Anybody can believe, and therefore, based on that, God can decide to act how he wants. Hey, he lives on the same planet with you. He could believe that. Then, I think anybody can believe it. Praise God. That's how God thinks. Hallelujah. So, I can say that if Paul could believe that, then I should also believe it. If Paul could now say, everything in life compared to Jesus is dung, maybe I should reach out for that a little bit and say, well, this is dung, that is dung, that is the other. For some of us to to reckon that as dung is easier because we don't come from any particularly great background. Amen? Uh, We were like the trash already. And now we have to recognize everything is trash. Hey, we already know it's trash because (laughs) we were just trash anyway. But for guys who were something, who had double PhDs and were very serious about their cause and made a name in the world and did and achieved in the world, it would be hard to say, you mean all of that is just dumb? You see? So it's personal. Everybody has to decide and figure it out. And we're not going to force it on anybody. Praise God. Like we said, Smith Wigglesworth would not read newspapers. That doesn't mean you and I should not read newspapers. Hallelujah. If the newspaper is the problem, well, then deal with it. For him, that was his problem. It was legitimate, but for him, it was a problem. So, you know, we have to figure out what our problem is and deal with it. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a liberating thing, isn't it? It sets you free. It's not that we make laws and cookie cutter type, everybody dress the same way, talk the same way, blah, blah. No. 
Hallelujah. Nobody should read newspapers. No, no, you can read whatever you want as long as you are free. Amen. As long as you have a good value system. Praise God. Hallelujah. But let it not become a weight. Let it not become something that hinders you or me from fulfilling the plan of this Lord of ours. Amen. Praise God. So I think that will be there um, as a little hint throughout the month. You know, just popping up. Like on your dials, you know, you may just be driving along. Then you see a small red light. You have to check what is that. And then you find that it's fuel. Oh, better deal with it. Oil, better deal with it. You know, things like that. So it may just pop up because Jesus is coming soon. You know, a little a little reminder to have a good value system compared to the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. For which he suffered the loss of all things. Praise God. So in summary, let's just say we have to decide what is more precious, the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ or all of these other things. ಅದರಿಂದ ನಾವು ಕೂಡ ವೈಯಕ್ತಿಕವಾಗಿ ಒಂದು ಆಯ್ಕೆಯನ್ನು ಮಾಡಬೇಕು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ಯೇಸುವಿನ ಜ್ಞಾನವಾ ಅಥವಾ ಬೇರೆ ಲೋಕದ ವಿಷಯಗಳ ಎಂಬುದಾಗಿ ಉತ್ತಮವಾದ ಒಂದು ಜ್ಞಾನ ಎಂಬ ಹೇಳುತ್ತಾನೆ Uh, implicitly and gave his life for this lord that i have never seen praise god the way he saw praise god hallelujah if he could say it was just dung then i'm encouraged to look at things in my life in my natural realm and say well in that case this is also dung and that's dung and this is dung and done d o n e done <laughs> hallelujah amen praise god for the excellency of the knowledge the excellency of the knowledge because this jesus is coming really soon so if you had a good teacher in school you know um praise god if he got you prepared for the exam and he had a reputation for doing a good job preparing you for the exam wouldn't you at least in the last few months go and sit under his tuition yeah i want to be that kind of teacher that just by the spirit of god will be able to help us to be prepared for that last last little run that we have to do before jesus comes amen praise god may god help us all right thank you jesus did we read verse 9 in canada no shall we hear verse 9 please philippians 3 ಇದರಲ್ಲಿ ನನ್ನ ಉದ್ದೇಶವೇನೆಂದ್ರೆ ನಾನು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನನ್ನು ಸಂಪಾದಿಸಿಕೊಂಡು ಧರ್ಮಶಾಸ್ತ್ರದ ಫಲವಾಗಿರುವ ಸ್ವನೀತಿಯಲ್ಲೂ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನನ್ನು ನಂಬುವುದರಿಂದ ದೂರ ಕೊಡುವಂತ ಅಂದರೆ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ಮೇಲನ ನಂಬಿಕೆಯ ಆಧಾರದಿಂದ ದೇವರು ಕೊಡುವಂತ ನೀತಿಯನ್ನು ಹೊಂದಿ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನಲ್ಲಿರುವನಾಗಿದ್ದೇನೆ which is of god by faith hallelujah here we have this amazing amazing word the righteousness of god the righteousness which is by faith my own righteousness etc etc hallelujah 
be found in him not having mine own righteousness. So all his achievements were connected to his righteousness. You know, oh, I'm blameless. By the law, I'm blameless. But he said it was still not measuring up to his righteousness. Amen. The righteousness which is of God by faith. Hallelujah. The righteousness which is of God by faith. Oh, praise God. You know, I, I think this month we are we're ramping it up a little bit. Hallelujah. Praise God. So there is this something that he's talking about called the righteousness of God. Notice, which is by faith. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Everything about the Bible is a legal document. It had to be legal. God is a legal person. We don't want to be legalistic, but you need some legal facts. You need some actual document. You need some actual truth. You need to prove that some things are true. Hallelujah. Amen. You can have uh, the right kind of family name, but you're not going to receive your property or your inheritance without a legal representation, a document. And it must have the family and the name and possibly your own name also there. Hallelujah. Amen. So the world runs by so-called legalism or legality or truth. But they can cover it up. They can still steal your papers and change the names and fudge the documents and all of that. But God must be legal. If anybody should be legal, God must be legal. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. Don't forget that. He must be legal to the devil. Even though he's the devil, he must be legal to the devil. He must be legal to you and me. He must be legal to himself, to heaven and the hosts of heaven at the same time. He must be completely 100%. Otherwise, he's not God, right? Hallelujah. You see, the, the very concept of God means he must be paka, legal. Amen. So the Bible is a very legal document. He said, based on the scriptures... Christ died for us. Based on the scriptures, he rose again. Based on the scriptures. So, he's claiming the legality of the scriptures. Amen. And then saying, oh, everything else is dumb compared to the excellency of the knowledge of these realities. So, he's giving that kind of place to scripture. It's 100%. Now, in 1 Corinthians 15, notice there verse 21. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, after that they that are Christ at his coming. (laughs) Glory to God. Then come at the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet, and the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. So all this is supposed to be legal. By one man, Adam, came death. Praise God. And by Jesus came life. 
Hallelujah. Therefore, it's legal. Praise God. I'm glad that it's legal. Because of Adam, all of us are, are in trouble. Messed up. Totally failures. Doomed to die. But because of Christ, all of us live. Jesus, God the Father, Holy Ghost, they planned it all neatly. And that was their verdict. As in Adam all die, so in Christ shall all be made alive. That's legal. Hallelujah. So 2,000 years ago, you and I were given a legal authority to be alive in God's presence. To stand in God's presence without fear of anything. In his presence to be alive, to be right, to be having his own nature. Thank God. It's legal. Amen. And you and I have accepted it. Therefore, I'm legally a child of God. You're legally a child of God. You're legally right before God. You are legally enjoying the benefits of health, wholeness, soundness, welfare, well-being, nothing missing, nothing broken, 100% legal. Whether you feel it or not, that's legality. Amen? It is legal that you and I have been paid for. It is a settled deal. According to the scriptures, legally we are ready and are supposed to receive all the benefits of this great substitutionary work. Hallelujah? Legally. Notice that it is legal. Not having your own righteousness, which is by X, Y, Z, climbing hills, rolling, you know, uh, and climbing 39 steps and going round and round and, you know, lying down on the floor and kneeling your way all the way across broken glass and walking on hot coals and X, Y, Z. All of these righteousnesses, but which comes only by one way in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many of you can accept that? So I'm right. I'm alive only because of Christ. Otherwise I was dead. In the presence of God, I was dead. As far as God was concerned, I was dead. Hallelujah. Amen. But in Christ, I'm alive. Man, that should count for something. I'm alive. Amen. He must be talking about the spirit realm. Because he now said everything in the outside, the natural realm was what you could not put confidence in. Amen. So you may be feeling great. Of course, I'm good. I'm alright. I have this. I have that. I can pay my way into any place. But you can't do this in front of God. Amen. It must be legal. And according to God, legally, in Adam, all of us were messed up dead. As far as God's eyes were concerned, we did not exist. Hallelujah. But in Christ, all of us are alive. So the fact that I'm alive right now is because of Christ and because of what he did for me. Amen. Because the last enemy shall be conquered and his name is physical death. And that's going to happen real soon. Where you and I won't even die. Hallelujah. Oh, my, my, my. That's going to be awesome. We may be the first guys on the first boat out of here. Amen. You could call it the last boat or you could call it the first boat. What do you prefer? 
I think it's the first, right? Imagine the first flight or the last flight. It depends on how you look at it. Amen? If you're waiting for the last guy to come, you could call it the last flight. But if you look at it from the other view, it's the first flight out of here. Amen? So either way you look at it, there's only one. That day, death will be conquered. Physical death itself will be put under by the mighty power of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're dealing with a legal document according to the scriptures. Hallelujah. According to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. According to the scriptures, we were dead. Just have to accept it. Okay. I thought I was cool, living, hip, having a ball. Really? You're dead, man. What? Dead? Hallelujah. Amen? Colossians, I believe, says, no, Ephesians 2.12, he says that we were hopeless and godless. Hopeless and godless, without a promise. Oh, that's something, isn't it? Notice there in verse 12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. No hope. Hopeless. Oh, but I'm this and I'm that and I have this hope and that hope. He said as far as God was concerned, hopeless. Amen? Hopeless without God in the world. Wow. Sometimes you have to take a look, look at it and get a small reality check. Hopeless. Hopeless. No hope without God in the world. So Jesus came, paid the price according to the scriptures. So guess what? You have hope. You have promise. You have covenant. All that God has, has been legally turned over to you and to me. Legally. Legally you can say, I'm legally healed. I'm legally blessed. Not illegally. Legally blessed. According to God's records, I am 100% legally blessed. Legally healed. Legally right with God. It's all legal. According to God's legality, which is the highest. I am blessed. I am healed. I am in His favor right now. I am His son. I have His life right now. Legally. Amen. Praise God. So, let's get that straight on the legalism. Maybe we can hear Ephesians 2.12. Purvakaladalli nivu kristanalli dhavaragidiri. Embudanno nyapakaku maadakolliri. Nivu israelinna prajagalagiralilla. Devuru tanna janarundige maadikondida vagdhanagalige sammandapatta vodambadikegalanno nivu hondiralilla. Nimage nirikshayilla illa. Mattu nivu devaranno tilidiralilla. Praise God. Aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. What a name. Are you an alien? They say, no, no, I'm not an alien. I'm not an alien. But God says, you're an alien from the commonwealth of Israel. Amen. Notice the commonwealth that belonged to his people. Amen. All of God's wealth belonged to his people. And if you are not in that, you are an alien. Hopeless. But Jesus went to the cross and on that cross he brought the Jew and the Gentile together and gave them all the commonwealth of that great promise. Hallelujah. Life came. Hallelujah. 
Amen. All of this is from the scripture. Amen. It's from the scripture. Not anything else. Notice, on the other side, we looked at the disciples. They knew not much about the scripture, but they saw Jesus. And they saw what he was doing and operating. And they understood some things and it was awesome. And they even committed their lives and said, we will follow you even to death. Even if everybody else, uh, I will never leave you. I will be there. Remember? They made such brash statements all from the flesh. Amen. You and I never saw him. Praise God. Never touched him. Never felt any of these things. But we read the scripture and we decided, Jesus is my Lord. I accept what he has done. I accept what he paid for. It made a a spark light up in our spirit. And we said, I believe Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. And so today, because of that, you have tuned in and you are listening. Otherwise, you should be like others playing cricket down the road. I saw them park nicely there. Whether it's corona or no corona, they're playing cricket. Bikes are lined up, cars are lined up, and they're having a nice good old game. Hallelujah. What made the difference? What you believed to be true, legal. That made all the difference. According to the scripture, praise God, Joey could stand in the corner and not be seen. No recognition, just voices and guitars and all that. Who's the guy playing that guitar? Where's that sound coming from? Who's that guy? If you're a musician, you want your name on the album. You want your face there. But that's not the reason why he's playing the guitar. That's not the reason why you guys are sitting here. You can't even be seen on the TV. There's just this guy in this slightly oversized pants, looking like he came out of the sailors, and he's just holding a mic and saying some things. Hallelujah. But you got behind it, you got involved in the background, in the shadows, you know, the nameless, the faceless. Because you believe something to be true and something to be vitally true. Legally and vitally true. Hallelujah. Amen. You believe the scriptures. The excellency of the knowledge of Christ took place in you. Hallelujah. And you began to say, this is what matters to me in spite of everything else. Hallelujah. Now God wants us to live in a natural realm also. And because of our bodies, we can preach. It's because of the bodies or the doing that we can actually preach in this world. Amen. So you're not just called to be a spirit. You're called to be a body. Hallelujah. That is living and preaching even through life, even without words. Hallelujah. So he's not, you know, neglecting the body there. But he's saying, don't put confidence in the flesh. So your confidence should not come because of what the flesh and the qualifications in the flesh are saying. What the doctor said is not what should give you confidence. What the banker said is not what should give you confidence. What the system is saying is not what should give you 
confidence. Confidence is in the promise, the covenant, the commonwealth that God has given legally because Jesus paid for it and rose again on the third day. Hallelujah. Amen. That's my confidence. That's your confidence. Hallelujah. So, (laughs) praise God. According to that legal document, in the old version of which Jesus had paid the price for the old and the new in his blood, praise God. Very interesting. Let's read that also and then proceed. Hebrews 9, and let's go to 26. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now, once in the end of the world, has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Praise God. Isn't that interesting? Maybe we can hear that verse one time, also in Canada. Thank you, Brother John. ಹಾಗೆ ಸಮರ್ಪಿಸಬೇಕಾಗಿದ್ದ ಪಕ್ಷದಲ್ಲಿ ಆತನು ಲೋಕಾದಿಯಿಂದ ಎಷ್ಟೋ ಸಾರಿ ಬಾಧೆ ಪಡಬೇಕಾಗಿತ್ತು ಆದರೆ ಒಂದೇ ಸಾರಿ ಯುಗಗಳ ಸಮಾಪ್ತಿಯವರೆಗೂ ಆತನು ಪಾಪ ನಿವಾರಣೆ ಮಾಡುವ ಉದ್ದೇಶದಿಂದ ತನ್ನನ್ನು ತಾನೇ ಯಜ್ಞ ಮಾಡಿಕೊಳ್ಳುವನಾಗಿ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಕ್ಷನಾದನು one priest one sacrifice forever hallelujah having obtained now look at verse 12 neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place having obtained having obtained eternal redemption for us hallelujah eternal redemption has been obtained hallelujah <laughs> by his own blood This is supposed to be legal stuff. And you haven't seen the blood. And I haven't seen the blood. And I, I haven't seen a temple. I haven't been in a temple. Hallelujah. But thank God, this scripture has ignited something in us. And it has settled it. And we read it, not just once. We read it again and again and again. And it becomes more real to us. That our redemption is once and for all settled. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Jesus. Let's hear verse 12 also. Hotagala matu hori karugala raktada mulaka walla tana swanta raktada mulaka unde sari yellari goskara parishuddha staladolage praveshisi nitya vimochane no sadisidanu. Amen. So, whoever was there before, whoever was there after, It was a settled thing. Praise God. Now notice 28. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Praise God. Christ offered bears the sin nature and the sin of many. Hallelujah. Thank God he didn't just forgive me. He also took away that nature that wants to sin. Praise God. I don't have much to do with um, um, Facebook because one reason is I had a bad past. And, uh, you know, I don't like to just put my face out there. They said, this guy, maybe I should use it on the positive side. They said, this guy is now a pastor. Amen. But, you know, I'm still a little cagey about it. 
Nothing wrong, but it's just my personal thing. So I don't like to put my face out there and say, praise God, you know. But, you know, one thing is for sure. Whatever happened before, Jesus took care of it once and for all. But it's only for those who believe. Those who don't believe, they don't see that. They just look at you and say, that guy is a pastor. Now, wonders never cease. You can be a 100% dirty sinner and you can now be a pastor. This Christianity is rubbish. Hallelujah. Because they can't understand that in the mind of God, that man is dead now and there's another person alive. Hallelujah. Once and for all, sin nature and sins taken care of by one priest, by one offering, once and for all. Hallelujah. Amen. And even the church doesn't get a hold of it sometimes. I shared my testimony years ago in a church. They nearly threw up. And they nearly were like, no, you can't marry from our church. You know, man, this guy's testimony, just forget it. You know, and hey, I can't blame them because I just live like that. And then you say all that and you say, now I'm a preacher. They're like, okay. Hallelujah. Amen. But that was Paul. He said, I killed Christians. Now I'm telling you, I am Apostle Paul. They're like, okay. And he said, the one that was destroying people in the name of Jesus is now preaching the one that he destroyed. Who persecuted people who followed that way and that name is now preaching him. So he caused a stir. They didn't like him. They did not like what he said. They did not enjoy his teaching or his preaching. They just gave him trouble wherever he went. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we may be preaching a message that's not too conventional. Hallelujah. But according to the scripture, that's all we have. Amen. So I don't care what the medical science says. I don't care what the lawyer says. I don't care what the system says. That can be changed by the legal document in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And according to that legal document, even in the old one, which Jesus also paid for, because he paid for the sins of all, they only had a promise into the future when he would come, but they did not know who he was, so they killed the one who came, making him the lamb, without knowing it. The Pharisee and the priest put him there, not knowing that I am offering the lamb of God. Hallelujah. But according to that inferior covenant, notice what would happen if they followed that covenant legally. Exodus 15, notice there verse 26. If you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, do that which is right in his sight, give you to his commandments, keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon you or permit none of these diseases. Notice that, for I am the Lord that heals you. The first thing he said was, I will be your doctor. I will be your healer. I will immediately heal you. According to that covenant, which was inferior, the first thing he said is, I'll heal you. I'll be your healer. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. So maybe we can hear um, 9 and 28 out of Hebrews first and then come back here. Thank you, Brother John. Hebrews 9:28, Canada. Hage Krista is Hage Kristanusaha, Bahu Janara Papagala Nuhutu, Kolu Kolu the Koskara, Wunde Sari, Samar Pisitanadano, Atano, Yedania Sari, Protection Aguante, Papa no Pariharis Udakila, Tana no Nirishikundavro, Rakshan no Untumado the Kagia. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So notice that. He said, if you follow my covenant promises and you, know, you do etc., 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 I'll make sure I heal you. I will heal you. I am the Lord that heals you. I will do that. I will be your physician. I will be your doctor. I will settle the healing issue. Amen? Praise God. I like that. Ha, ha, ha. There was another situation that they were also into. That was even more fun, I think. Praise God. Deuteronomy chapter 31, uh, or let me see, 32. And notice there, verse 30. How should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight, except their God had sold them and the Lord had shut them up? According to this, the covenant said, one of you can deal with a thousand people. And two can deal with 10,000. That's covenant. You go to war, they were warriors, you know. And one guy can cover one acre. <laughs> one guy. Because there'll be 1,000 people, it's an acre. One guy will just be chopping through 1,000 <laughs> people. And if there are two, forget it. That's like 10 acres. <sighs> two people. Think about that, you know. This is supposed to be old covenant, inferior covenant. And then you see the fulfillment of it. Notice, you should see this in Second Samuel. G, uh, interesting scripture. Chapter 32. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. See, because we know about David, for instance, and why is it called David City? Somebody asked me, why is it called David City? And Bethlehem is also David City. Jerusalem is also David City. Why? I'm confused about it. Well, if you read about it, it says that David actually went and conquered Jerusalem out of the Jebusites. And so it became David City. But Bethlehem is originally David City. That's why there are two, in quote, cities that are called David City. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Second Samuel 23 verse 8. These be the names of the mighty men of David. Hallelujah. David had some guys called his mighty men. And there was this fellow called the Tacmonite. I think he was good at tactical stuff or <laughs> he was just tactical. You know, the Tacmonite. And his name was, you know, Adino. All of those names are interesting. The same was also called Adino. Adino could kill 800 people one shot. He slew 800 at one time. Notice. Lift his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. With a spear. Wow. 
Does he skewer them all up together? Or does he just go poking them like that? 800 one time. David's mighty men. Can we hear maybe, maybe this verse? Davidanaginda, Davidanigo undigida, Ranavira Pati, Tahomanyanada, Yehov Bashbebetano, Sarara Dali, Mukyasano, Yenianada, Adino, Anisikolua, Ivano, Wandesari, Yentunuru Mandiano Kondano. It's a legal document we're dealing with. One guy killed eight hundred people. One guy. The other guys are, are being, you know, recorded for killing Goliath's brothers and all of that. David killed Goliath. They went and finished his brothers. These were a bunch of losers who hung around David. And by the time he finished training them and introducing them to the God of David, finished. They became covenant guys. In other words, God came in there and strengthened one guy to be able to wipe up 800 and two, 10,000. Are you seeing that? Old Testament. How about the new? At least he'll be your healer. I am the Lord that healed thee. Amen. The Lord is the light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? See where that comes from? Whom shall I fear? Roar! <laughs> David. Amen. Can you see that? So in the New Testament, we may not do all that, come down from the car and say, hey, no, we don't. But when sickness, when disease, poverty, curse and all come, we just go, Roar! Do you know whom you're talking to? He's my healer. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. It's legal. That's why it becomes excellent knowledge. It becomes higher than anything else. Because if you know that, you can handle anything. You might as well count everything else as dumb. This is nothing. You need to know what I know. Hallelujah. That's what Paul was saying. If you know what I know, you'll say everything else is trash. Hallelujah. Amen. We've dealt with the Takmanites, right? I'm telling you, man, it's good to be a Takmanite. Just wear a t-shirt that says, the Takmanites. And in the back, Adino. Adino. Instead of Torino. And Bible readers will know, hmm, this guy reads his Bible, man. Adino, the Takmanite. The rest will be like, what is this Takmanite, man? What is this Adino? 800 Takmonite. See, the devil must look at us and say, Oh, yo, the Takmonite is coming. Adino is coming. Say amen, somebody. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. All this is the scripture. Amen. We don't know any Adino or Takmonite. We haven't been to David's city, but we know there was David and there was Solomon because I was a Rastafariah. And I smoked because of the buffalo soldier 
who was from Bob Marley and Bob Marley and his combination from Ethiopia and Solomon and Sheba. And, ah, that made me open the Bible and start to read about Solomon. All doped up, but reading. And I stumbled upon Solomon who said, everything is vanity, chasing after the wind. You will never be satisfied. The next car, the next house, then the next... Yeah, you can have cars and houses and you can have children and grandchildren and all that, but let it not be your confidence. Amen? You don't have to be the poor guy all the time with nothing and then prove that you're a Christian. No, that's not what Jesus paid for. I came to give you life, life more abundantly to the full till it overflows. That will never change. Hallelujah. Amen. But our confidence is not there. That's not where our confidence is. Of course, the world looks at it and says, well, hmm, that guy's worth something. Otherwise, you're worth nothing. In their eyes, you're worth nothing. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. You're worth nothing. That all I just see is some old jalopy, some used things, blah, blah. You're worth nothing. That's why we have to have new, 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 new. He said, if you are willing and obedient, you'll drive the good of the land. You'll eat the good of the land. You'll fly the good of the land. You'll wear the good of the land. You will live in the good of the land. That's still old covenant. Hallelujah. So it's just about confidence. Say amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hmm. Are you alright? Praise God. Alright, so I have to go and look at some things that in order to move from old covenant to new covenant, what my Savior paid for. Ah, that will help me to see whether I'm worth something or not. Because it was for me. It was for you. It was because of our worth in His eyes. Hallelujah. Then maybe I'm worth something. So we read Psalm 22 on Good Friday. But a good chapter to follow on from there is Psalm 88. Which I believe is really spectacular also. This is called a psalm for the sons of Korah, the chief musician upon the Mahalat, a Lenot. All these amazing Jewish instruments. Maybe that's the Mahalot. Maybe that's the Lenoth. I don't know. Upon Mahalat and Lenoth. Lenoth. Masculine of Heman. Hinan. The Ezrite. O Lord God of my salvation. I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee. Incline thine ear to my cry. For my soul is full of troubles. My life draweth nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that has no strength. Free among the dead. Like the slain that lie in the grave. Whom thou rememberst no more. And they are cut off from thy hand. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit. In darkness, in the deeps. 
I believe this is where Jesus comes in. He went into the lowest pit, the deepest recess of hell. Praise God. The darkest pit of hell. Verse 7, your wrath lieth hard upon me. God's anger is upon him. Hard. You have afflicted me with all your waves. Just like waves coming, one after the other. The next one and the next one. Just kept hitting him again and again and again. Thou hast put away mine acquaintance far from me. You have made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up. I cannot come forth. He's just talking about all of these realities that he is feeling there. Verse 9. My eye mourns by reason of my affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hand unto thee. One reason why we lift up our hands is because he's our hope. He's our strength. You are the only person. Oh God. Amen. Stretched out my hands unto you. Will you show wonders? Notice. To the dead, shall the dead arise and praise thee? See, is there any chance that you may show yourself for me the dead? Praise God. Very interesting thought, right? Will you show wonders to the dead? I have a testimony that you and I may be familiar with. The man of God who was on the deathbed, dying of a problem with his heart and his blood... He had orange colored, you know, blood and a deformed heart. And he was supposed to die in his teenage. So while getting ready to die, you know, he decided to start listening to the Bible because the doctor said there's no hope for you except maybe God, a miracle. So one time he talks about how he came out of his body. And he went down a pit, deep down, deep down, deep down. He's going down, going down, and it's getting hotter. And he begins to shout, begins to cry out, I go to the church. I'm a member of the church. I'm baptized. (laughs) And he's still going down. He said nothing reduced. He just kept going down. Till he came to some gates and a creature laid his hand on him. Then he heard a voice. That any time that that voice was sounding, the whole, it was not English. It was just some other male voice speaking some language. The whole place would just shake. So finally, as he was descending one more time, he cried out, Save me, Lord Jesus. I believe in you. That was it. He never went down again. He came back and stood at the foot of his body and then dived into his mouth, he said, and entered in. He said, that was it. He never went down there again. When I was reading this verse, I was just thinking, could God show wonders for the dead that go down to hell? Yes. Because Jesus went there, he can arrest people even there as they're going down. Leave that place! Jesus paid 
to go down to the lowest hell up to the highest heaven he paid for all that space that while you're going down if you say Jesus finish you're coming out it's legal my brother it's legal it's legal the dead shall arise and praise you the guy came out then he read his bible he got healed and came out and he preached the gospel till he was 87 glory to God it's legal it's legal it's documented it's real hallelujah See, Jesus paid so many things that we are not even familiar with. So sometimes you can't say whether the person finally got saved or not. While in the throes of death, going down to hell, he may just have shouted, (laughs) I remember one name that they told me, whatever happens, don't forget the name of Jesus. Jesus! And the guy comes out. Beep, 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 beep. And he's back. And they say, He's here. He's all right. He was dying, but suddenly he's okay. Ha <laughs> ha. It's these kind of verses that make it legal and documented. That the Spirit of God prophesied about these things. And Jesus picked it up and said it and lived it and went there. Experienced it so that he can show strength and deliverance. And, and the dead can praise him. Hallelujah. Didn't he do it for you and I? We were dead. Didn't he raise us up just like that? While we were dead. Not while we were alive. While we were dead. Let's read some more and come back. Verse 11. Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave? Thy faithfulness in destruction? Absolutely. It shall be. In the destruction, his loving kindness will still be declared there. Shall thy wonders be known in the dark and thy righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? Yeah, it'll be. Jesus made sure. But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Lord, Why castest thou off my soul? Why hidest thou thy face from me? Why are you hiding from me? Remember? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When he became sin for us, Father had to just turn away. So I don't know you. That's it. I don't know who you are. My anger is on you right now. My curse, my judgment, everything is on you right now. And Jesus experienced it, experientially tasted all of those things. And whatever was prophesied, he actually endured it. He went through it three days. Not one hour. You know, I think about it sometimes. While ironing, every now and then, I get a small zap. Because I, you know, I get burnt by the iron a little bit. But I realize that if I don't say, "Ah," it'll be all right. But if I keep my hand there for a little bit more, it's a little more painful. But if I don't say, ooh, uh, it'll still be okay. Not that I'm tempting the, the iron on myself, but just by chance. All right, anyway, that's by the side. Now imagine being burnt for one hour in a good old fire, in a car explosion, 
for one hour and then you come out and you just have one eye and everything else is burnt. How does that feel? And you're in hospital. Imagine that every day, forever. (laughs) Hell is not a cool place to be in. It's not cool. It's definitely the understatement of the day to say it's cool. Hell is cool. No, hell is hot, man. (laughs) Forever it is hot. Some guys are having a blast out there. I thought we were scared about something. Hmm. All right, verse 15. I am afflicted, ready to die from my youth up. While I was still a kid. See that? I suffer the terrors. I am distracted. Your fierce wrath goeth over me. Thy terrors have cut me off. They came round about me daily like water. They compassed me about together. Lover and friend hast thou put far from me my acquaintance into darkness. There's nobody good to him, nobody close to him. He's just out there all alone in the land of the lost. Full experience of it. Eternally. That full eternal experience. Wow. And then the father is watching. His son is pouring out his soul like that. Father is watching. Isaiah 53 goes well with it. 52. The father is watching. Finally. When every single bill has been paid. (laughs) When every curse has been settled. When every lying demonic thing has been destroyed. Everything has been settled for humanity. Humanity has now been brought out to become a champion. (laughs) Because of that last payment. He says enough. Enough. Go bring my son back. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost goes. Brings him out of that place of the doom. Pops him into his body. Breaks out the grave. Comes out. Forever settled. Hallelujah. Goes up to heaven. Right hand of God. With his blood. Once and for all. Offers it up. Finishes it all. And he's sitting there right now. For you and for me. Hallelujah. Saying, I will not stop. I'm still praying for you 24-7. I'm praying for you that you are delivered completely. Completely. Hallelujah. Let's see what we can read out of this and then close. Let's probably read verse 5 in Canada. And then... Yeah, verse 6 and 7 also. Satavanu Hage, Nanan no Horage Haki Dero Hatanadamante, Samadi Ale, Bididene, Hataradaro, Nina Paripalane, Illadavoro, Antavarano, Nino Nenupa Maricolo Dilla, Adaloka the Leo, Gandanta Karaga the Leo, Aga the Stala the Leo, Nanano, Talibitidi, Nina. Kopa Bharavu, Nanna no Kugisibitide, Nina Yella Teregalinda, Nanna no Badiside, Sela. Sela, think about that. Hallelujah. Notice that all that suffering, and then he raises this question, verse 10 Will you show wonders to the dead? Then verse 11, and maybe 12 also, you know, praise God in Canada. Nino Satavarige, Adbutta Karegalano Torisibie. 
ಪೇತ್ರಗಳ ಪೇತ್ರಗಳು ಎದ್ದು ನಿನ್ನನ್ನು ಕೊಂಡಾಡುವ ಸಮಾಧಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ನಿನ್ನ ಕೃಪೆಯನ್ನು ನಾಶನ ಲೋಕದಲ್ಲಿ ನಿನ್ನ ಸತ್ಯತೆಯನ್ನು ಸಾರಿದುಂಟೋ ಕತ್ತಲೆಯ ಲೋಕದಲ್ಲಿ ನಿನ್ನ ಮಹತ್ಕಾರ್ಯಗಳನ್ನು ಮರೆಯುವ ದೇಶದಲ್ಲಿ ನಿನ್ನ ನೀತಿಯು ತಿಳಿಯಲ್ಪಡುವವೋ what do you think we can get out of this for the new covenant <laughs> absolutely second corinthians 2:14 now thanks be unto god which always causes us to triumph in christ and makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place unfettered unlimited victory in every place every time new covenant winner 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 always all time anyhow any way you shake it winner in Christ Jesus amen hallelujah you're going to win he's praying for you you have to win there's no other way there's just no other way you have to win hallelujah you're going to win praise god maybe we can hear that and then one more verse and shut down we can't push this thing it's all online people are you know praise god ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ಮುಖಾಂತರ ನಮ್ಮನ್ನು ವಿಜಯೋತ್ಸವದೊಡನೆ ನಡೆಸುವ ಹಾಗೆಯೂ ನಮ್ಮ ಮೂಲಕವಾಗಿ ತನ್ನ ಜ್ಞಾನವೆಂಬ ಸುವಾಸನೆಯನ್ನು ಎಲ್ಲ ಸ್ಥಳಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ಹರಡಿಸಿ ದೇವರಿಗೆ ಸ್ತೋತ್ರವಾಗಲಿ because of jesus now the spirit dwells in you the one that raised you from the dead he that raised up christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you hallelujah that's not talking about the resurrection morning that we're going to enjoy that's not talking about that future event but that's talking about now in our mortal body hallelujah Amen. Amen. Now, we have to combine this with one more scripture and then we will get the full sense of it. Ephesians the second chapter. Notice how it says there in verse 1, and you has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, where in time past you walked. Notice that we were not good and that's when he quickened us. Amen. Just because we believed the quickening instantly made us new creatures boom like that don't you think the same spirit can instantly quicken every disease out of us why should we limit it to a couple of weeks later why not imagine that if he could save me quicken me by that spirit just like that while i was dead i am sure this dead mortal kind of body can be quickened up also just like that hallelujah why not he paid for it right the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead how was the raising he came popped him out of there popped him out of the body popped him permanently out free alive forevermore amen why should we limit it it's legal it's documented according to the scriptures amen so paul would be left to die over there in acts 14 and then he'll just rise up and go back into the same cities where they persecuted him 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, as we are adjusting our soul to these things, it's changing everything. Our hope, our expectation, our confidence, our rejoicing, all of these things are being changed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Maybe we can read those two verses and close for the day. Hallelujah. Let's bless him. Romans 8.11. Yeah, Romans 8.11 and Ephesians 2.1. ಯೇಸುವನ್ನು ಸತ್ತರೊಳಗಿಂದ ಜೀವಿತನಾಗಿ ಎಬ್ಬಿಸಿದಾತನ ಆತ್ಮನು ನಿಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿ ವಾಸವಾಗಿದ್ದರೆ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ಯೇಸುವಿನ ಸತ್ತರೊಳಗಿಂದ ಎಬ್ಬಿಸಿದಾತನು ನಿಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿ ವಾಸವಾಗಿರುವ ತನ್ನ ಆತ್ಮನ ಮೂಲಕ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಮರ್ತ್ಯ ದೇಹಗಳನ್ನು ಸಹ ಬದುಕಿಸುವವನು ನೀವು ನಿಮ್ಮ ಅಪರಾಧಗಳ ಹಾಗೂ ಪಾಪಗಳ ದೆಸೆಯಿಂದ ಸತ್ತವರಾಗಿದ್ದೀರಿ Praise God. Hallelujah. So when you think about these kind of things, our righteousness in the new covenant is the very righteousness of God. Just imagine how right God is. That's how right you and I are. There's nothing wrong in your spirit. That means from the spirit realm, you got an A-OK. If you feel something is wrong, confess it and you are cleansed from all unrighteousness. Are you seeing that? In other words, as far as the Spirit of God and God are concerned, nothing can stop you. We are the ones who are thinking, uh, I don't think this can happen, I don't think that can happen, because we are putting confidence in other things. Let's begin to put our confidence in God, His strength, His ability, His promise, what he said he will do amen let's go and fellowship with these scriptures prayerfully ponder over them raise the bar of our expectations and begin to receive in jesus name hallelujah father we bless you we praise you as we take communion today we want you to know that ah we are being convinced we are being uh, so sure by your word haha <laughs> that it is legal it is documented according to the scriptures that Jesus died and rose again the third day hallelujah makoda barakate kerekeste and therefore as we take this cup and this wafer this bread you said this is the blood of the new covenant in oops sorry <laughs> in my blood thank you <laughs> thank you in my blood hallelujah Hallelujah for the new covenant in your blood. Woo, thank you Jesus. The new covenant in your blood. Hallelujah. Woo, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks for the new covenant in your blood. Hallelujah. We remember. Do this in remembrance of me. We remember what you suffered. We remember what your spirit gave us to think about we remember these scriptures that you are the one who quickens quickens raises up the mortal body thank you lord that you are living in us today great mighty holy spirit the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead he will be in you and will be with you he will never leave you he will never forsake you or let you down no never 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 thank you father that you have sealed these matters in the name of jesus and anyone who's 
eating and drinking with us today. We thank you for mercies of the new covenant. The God who said, I am the Lord who heals you. The healer himself lives in their mortal bodies right now. Quicken them out in Jesus name. Bring them out of the sickness. Bring them out of the disease. Bring them out of that hospital situation in Jesus name. Thank you father. Financial burdens and yokes destroyed by the cup of blessing which we bless. The curse is over. Every blessing that heaven has has been transferred to us. Our father has covenanted in the blood of his son. That all he has is ours right now. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it. In Jesus name. In Jesus name for our children. For our families. For our pets. For all that concerns us on every side. Better than Job's covenant. All that he had on every side. All that he had on every side. In the name of Jesus. The King of kings and Lord of lords. Let's eat and drink in Jesus name. Thank you Lord Jesus. It's not in vain. We receive it. Thank you, Lord, for healing your people. Healing right now. Healing and wholeness right now. Brother Chandru, be healed. Thank you, Father. Renny's dad, healed. Jesus' name. Jesus' mighty name. Deep tea. For the Father, be healed. Deep Ali's mother, healed. Every demonic thing broken off our families in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we are pushing the envelope of the salvation on our family now. We are putting confidence in Jesus who said, If you believe, you and your household shall be saved. Healed, delivered, protected, preserved. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we break the power of the devil. In Jesus' name, we break the power of sickness. In Jesus' name, we break the power of every curse. In Jesus' name, it is settled. In Jesus' mighty name. Minds are free. Bodies are healed. Finances and material blessings restored in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You are blessed. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Oh yeah, if you'd like to give an offering, this is a great time to do so. Thank you for joining us in supporting this work of ours through prayer and giving. We're excited to be with you through even the media. Please, um, if there's any other information, we will reach you by WhatsApp. But meantime, stay blessed. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, team. Thank you so much. See you again. Bye.